that stuck in my head. I'm like, what is exactly a transactional hairstylist? So a transactional hairstylist is the stylist that shows up. They've got their schedule for the day and they are going to quickly and efficiently get through every single client, what you're scheduled for. That's what you're getting. We're not going to talk about extras. I'm not going to take a look at your hair and be the expert that I am and use my creativity and give you different suggestions. We're just going to get this job done. You asked for a haircut, you're getting a haircut. You asked for more layers. Sure. Here's my basic go-to more layers. Like whatever it is, that's what you're getting. Good luck. See you next time. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Well, I am excited this week. We are back, getting back to our roots on the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. We have had a wonderful series um, about going independent. And we brought in some heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Um, heavy hitters, some interviews, and it was awesome, wonderful, absolutely insightful. And I hope everybody, you know, got something out of it. But this week, we are going to go back to where we began and talk to you in depth about something that feels good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is transactional, being a transactional hairstylist. And yes. Abby brought this topic to me and I'm like, okay, Abby, can you like explain what a little more? That? What is yes. that? So Abby, mm-hmm. you start, tell us about being a transactional hairstylist yes. and what that means. Yes. But first, before even we get into that, like I just have to say, cause we're always super transparent and real on here. The fact that we had three interviews and we had to interview people, like we had no idea what the hell we were doing. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I'm like, wait, are we going to play it? Like we actually knew what no. was going on or are we going to just be real? Like, we're like we can do interviews. Great. And we great. did it. We, we did, did it. it. And they were actually really good. If I, if I can say that, I but, know. um, yeah, we're like, okay, we're interviewing like real people, like, big people, like real people that we don't know too, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so I just think that's funny and I'm sure there'll be more to come, but now we're experts. Of course we are. We took yeah. notes and everything. We like, we, we were, official. we actually planned it like today. And the norm is that we just know the topic. Um, and then we just wing it. And so I think, but I think that's what makes it so great. So let's get into, um, what it is to be a transactional hairstylist. So first to, to fill you in on where this idea came from when I was in Atlanta at the end of February, taking uh, Candy Shaw's cut camp. She just threw that term out there. Are you being a transactional hairstylist? And with the context of the weekend and everything, learning to level yourselves up, being a French hairstyle, French haircutting stylist, and learning to look at someone's head shape and face shape and hair texture and be able to like be the expert and 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 suggest new styles for people. So many people around the room, hairstylists have been doing hair for many years, were like, oh my God, that's me. I'm a transactional hairstylist. And then she moved on. She just threw that out there like it was nothing. And then she like moved on. And I was like, whoa, that stuck in my head. And like, what is exactly a transactional hairstylist? So a transactional hairstylist is the stylist that shows up. They've got their schedule for the day and they are going to quickly and efficiently get through every single client, what you're scheduled for. That's what you're getting. We're not going to talk about extras. I'm not going to take a look at your hair and be the expert that I am and use my creativity and give you different suggestions. We're just going to get this job done. You asked for a haircut. You're getting a haircut. You asked for more layers. Sure. Here's my basic go-to more layers. Like whatever it is, that's what you're getting. Good luck. See you next time. Hopefully. Right. Right. Really does that, does that foster a see you next time 
Yeah. So I, and that's a transactional hairstylist. I think that it's really easy to get into those patterns, mm, you know, mm-hmm. in, in our career, in our industry, because we're busy or we're booked or you, sometimes you're just, your brain isn't working right. So it's like, okay, they book for a partial highlight. I'm going to do this pattern that I always do and it's going to be fine and we're going to move on. So that's an easy pattern to fall into. Yeah. Well, okay. So I love that you brought that up because when I took a step back, I'm like, okay, who is the transactional hairstylist? Who's your, who's your stereotypical. And when you look at some of these um, corporate efficiency salons, like, I don't want to say the companies, but we all know what we're talking about where people can just walk in. And a lot of stylists that come out of school, they go and work there because the the goal is um, quantity, not quality, right? Right. They're, they're very cheap haircuts. You can get $8 haircuts, things like that. So that's like the most extreme version of a transactional hair size, but that's their goal. So those that do well at those places, that's they're killing it being transactional. But when you're in a traditional hair salon, whether you're independent or commission, um, that is about the experience and everything. Transactional hairstyles is not what you want to be. And, but the fact that you say, when we get busy, that can turn us into a transactional hairstylist. That's a thought that I had. I was like, Whoa, I've done that before. We've all, I think every single hairstylist, no no matter how great, successful, creative that you are, we have all fell into becoming transactional. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's when I either get too busy or I haven't raised my prices in a while. So I'm doing the same clients year after year, or I, you just get in a rut. I mean, have you ever been in a rut? Oh, absolutely. You, you just feel like you're almost paralyzed with like, oh gosh, I don't, I, okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to say this, especially during this time of the year when it's like winter, we're in Ohio, it's dreary. I don't know. It's rainy. It's like, you start to get like the hair blues. You're like, uh, I'm just going through the motions, just trying to get through every day. Don't even care what it is. And, and that's, that's an honest thing. Like that's not something to say, like, I'm not a great hairdresser. It's just Mm -mm. part of our business and, and the seasonal blues. So yeah, I have been in a rut. Um, and I think it's hard then to kind of get your motivation back to where you're feeling like, okay, I need to be creative again. I really need to focus on my guest and stop focusing on the dollar. I need to focus on what they need and not what I need. So yeah. it's almost like a shift in your mindset um, totally. and recognizing what's happening and being like, okay, here's how I get out of it. Yes. Because how many times, if we're honest, have you started your work day? You haven't started your first client yet. And you're like, I can't wait to be done. Yeah. That's like, yeah. you know, it's hard to admit, but yeah, that it's happens true. more often than not. Sometimes it's like, it's so uh, true. You start your day and you're like, okay, I just need to get through each client. We're just going to get through it today. And that is being a transactional hairstylist. Yes. And you're is. like, okay, I've got these, We're haircuts, all guilty I got of these it. yes, I just need to get through it. And then it doesn't fail that one of your clients comes in and they're like, I want a big change today. Oh, and every like, time. I don't have it in me today, but I have to. I and so, do it. so that is totally being a transactional hairstylist. And like you said, I, that is normal, but what's not, and it's fine. I think it's okay to have those days. You cannot be your best, most creative um, self every single day that you come into the salon. That'd be very hard to sustain, but it's okay to have those transactional days. I hate saying that, but I think I that it is, but it's a matter, is it turning from a day into a week into months? into a habit into, yes, this is where you become. And I think that there, 
are some stylists I haven't had experience. Well, no, I lied. I have experienced this myself. Um, years ago, before I started painting hair, I was feeling like a transactional hairstylist. I was booked solid for all the days, all the hours. And I just remember I was just doing partial foil highlights and base colors all day long. I had my which great is, coverage clients and foils, which is so unfulfilling, unfulfilling. That's what like, I want. I'm like unfulfilling, unfulfilling. Uh, all here's my clients. Here's their formulas. It works for them. They're happy. They don't, they say they don't want to change. So they here's transactional. My client booked their appointment how, how's your hair today? What are you thinking? Oh, just, you know, the use. And mm-hmm. you say, okay. Right. Because it's easier it. and you just go do it. It's just easy. And then that's quick money. You got it. You don't even have to think about it. But when you start doing that, and that's what was happening to me, I just was getting so bored and my prices weren't moving. I wasn't charging more. I wasn't raising my prices. I was doing the same clients constantly. I loved my clients, but I was just not fulfilled behind the chair. And the, the thing that can help you get, and I think that's what we should talk about. How do you get out of being a transactional yes. hairstylist? How do you I get out of to being go there. a rut? Yeah. Right. But the thing that quickly got me out of it was taking a step back and be looking at their hair and just suggesting something different, even though they mm-hmm. like what they have, how mm-hmm. many hairstyles actually do that when well, their clients because happy, a lot of time. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying when their client's happy, if your client comes in and they say they like their hair every single time and you just say, okay, how many times do you actually take a step back and offer them something different, even though they like it? That's the opposite of transactional. Right. Because I feel like the client does not always know what's best for them. So they're not, if they're fine, they're going to be like, yeah, no, I like it. But they don't know. Oh, gee, if if we did this differently, this would look great. And we fall into these habits where it's just easier. I mean, I, I, when you're talking and I'm sure you can too, I can think of a few clients that I have like that who Mm -hmm. are just like every five or six weekers, we just do a Mm -hmm. base and maybe throw in a pop in a few highlights. And I just thought in my head, like, man, if I would shift this, if I would just do this, it would probably look great, but I've never suggested it because they seem happy enough. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It's like, those are just the clients that you know, bring money for me. And, yeah. and it's their feet, they're a seat filler, they're a seat chair filler. filler. And, and so as we look at this topic and we start moving through it, I think it's important to understand that we lose a lot of people from this industry um, for many different reasons, you know, whether it be because they're not making enough money, they're not growing, they're tired, they're burned out, they're unfulfilled, all these reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is so interesting how it probably being a transactional hairstylist plays out into all of that. Um, uh, oh yes. Yeah. It's like really probably where it's coming from. If you're not taking joy and pride in what you're doing and you're not feeling like you're putting your best self forward and you're able to use your creative part of you, which is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not going to feel good. Yeah. It's the only way I think that you can truly continue to stay in this career because the burnout is high. We do have to deal with a lot of different personalities and stressors and, conflict and things doing hair. So if you remove the creativity, the part that's fulfilling for you, then what are you left with? Right. Nothing so how do we get out of this? Exciting. How do, how how do, do we, we get, get out, out of this? it? Yeah. So what I find interesting when people, um, if you look at a transactional hairstyles or yourself, when you get into those ruts, we tend to blame our clients. We blame mm-hmm. our clients because, well, here's what I hear all the time from stylists that I'm teaching. Well, my clients, they don't, I don't have a clientele that asks for balayage. You know, we teach balayage. They don't, they don't ever ask for it. 
They don't want it. My clients don't want that. I, I try to offer them something new. They don't want it. My clients won't let me raise my prices. My clients won't let me work a different schedule. Like mm-hmm. it's always blaming the clients, but truly to get out of being a transactional hairstylist, it is you. It's you finding your spark again, finding, shifting your mindset. So yes, how do you do that? So I know step one to do that. What do you think step one would be for you? Uh, wow, Abby, way to put me on the spot. I've said it. <laughs> one, I feel like step one is recognizing what you're doing mm-hmm. and shifting your mindset. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, that always ends up being like taking a class or finding yes. some kind of inspiration. Yes. Was yes. it right? Yeah. I mean, there's no right answer, Let's but go. that's my right answer. That's my right answer. Yeah. You know, I was just curious different. if we were the same. I just want to yeah. know if we were on the same. We're we're the same these days more than we realize. Right? <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's a whole other yeah. thing. But um, yeah, take a class because for me, what's exciting is like if I go take a class about anything, like even getting a different formula for a low light, right? It's me so excited. I do you know. get excited about like a stupid low light formula? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Anything that you can be like, Oh, I didn't Ooh. see that. And then go back and use it. Like you're looking for people to use it on. So yeah. yeah. Anytime you take a class and you get a little epiphany, you're like, who can I try this on? What can I do? Yeah. The other thing that I know when I'm like getting my, like getting my, my groove back, what's what we'll talk about. Well, is if I find like maybe that low light formula or that toner that I just shifted something different and it's not huge, but it's different to my eye. I start telling every stylist I'm working with at the salon, like, yeah. Oh my God, I just try an 8.31, um, as this low light on this level of hair. And Oh my God, it was amazing. And I'm like, you have to try, I want everyone to try it because right. it just brought so much joy to my, my work. I want everyone else to know it too. So that's how I know that I'm on to something, but I agree. You have to go take a class yep. and step then one. step one, then you have to actually take something from that class. If you, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but if you're a stylist that ever goes somewhere to a class and be like, I've already learned that. Or if you start saying things like my clients won't like that, they won't mm. want that. You're, you're done. You're a transactional. What was the point? Stylist. Yeah. You're transactional. You're stuck in that because it's up to you to get yourself out of it. You have to come back from that class and you have to execute something new that you learned that week in the salon. Yes. Do you remember when, um, Jameson said from Sunlights, he was like, you know, sometimes people show up to these classes and they just already have a bad attitude. It's almost like going to see a band when you don't like the music. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes such sense. Like, but it's sad that it's so true. It's so true. Yes. You see that it's like, they're like, oh, I have to go take a class. I, it, it, what it is, I think when stylists show up to classes like that with the bad attitude as a resistor, thinking that this is a stupid class, even though they've paid their money to go and travel and all that kind of stuff. I think it's deep down. They know that they need it deep right. down. They know that they need this. They know it's important to them, but they're afraid to change. Afraid. That's what I was going to say. It's more a fear thing. I think it's a fear thing. Like they know they need it. They're lacking in something, missing mm-hmm. something, but they're afraid to implement it. So well, especially when you go to like sunlights types classes where you're always, you're learning things that nobody else is doing in the salons with painting hair, French haircutting. So I think that they maybe see that more. I'll see that in my balayage classes. I'm sure you do too, um, of like the resistors because they know going to those classes, they're not just like building up on things they've already learned. They're actually having to rethink everything they've learned Mm -hmm. as a hairstylist in the past. And so they know they're going to go there 
having to decide, am I really going to make this change in my career or not? And so I'm sure they do see that a lot, but you have to take it back because I think then the thing that really starts to change yourself being a transactional hairstylist is yes, recognizing it. Yes. Going into the class. But the the thing is, is to, to change from that is how you speak with your clients and how you show up for your clients. That's the Step change. Two. Step two A or three. Two A. <laughs> yeah. Or is this 2B? Because two A two A was to implement the class. This <laughs> yeah. is two B. Okay. Sure. But yes, yes, yes. It's it's totally a different, it's a different way of talking to your clients yes. and understanding their needs and not taking what they say as the Bible. Like, okay, yes, you are you're not the boss here. Right. I'm the expert. Let yeah. me ch- explain back to you. in your hands. Right. Exactly. And I, I know that a lot of us fear when a client says, well, I don't, I don't really want a balayage. And so Mm -hmm. we just back down, you know, we back down because it's not worth the fight when you can just do a partial highlight and call it a day. But if the client doesn't understand what that would do for them, um, and they probably have some preconceived notions like, well, balayage means I'm going to have roots. I don't, I don't want my roots, you know? And it's like, well, actually, if I do it this way, you won't have the roots. You'll have a softer, seamless blend. And it's more about explaining to our clients what we can do for them. Um, And instead of what it is not or what the negative is. And I really think it's so easy to shift from being a transactional stylist into, I don't even know what the term would be for the opposite of it, but um, is in when you get back, it is so simple to say that client, every single client that sits in your chair that week say, I just like, for me, I just went to French cutting at the end of February. Okay. I just went to French cutting. I learned some new things. I'm excited to um, shift your haircut a little bit. And they mm-hmm. light up. So excited. They love They're it. They're so excited. I don't care what it is. Like I just, okay, this weekend, I'm, I just went to this advanced balayage class and I got some ideas for your hair. Like you don't even need to explain what you're doing. They're going to say, no. okay. They love I, it. Uh, yeah. You have no idea. If you've never spoken to your clients like that, just try it once you're going to see how much they, they don't even care what you do to them. The fact that you go and learn something new and bring it back to them, but it's more that you are speaking to them like the expert and looking at them uniquely. That is the most powerful thing. Right. I agree. And not being that transactional hairstyles, that's a number. Yep. And next, 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 next. Yes. Next. Yes. So, Oh, I love that. You know, I just like, I have, I don't know if when you're talking, I have these clients that are popping into my head. Yeah. I hope that people who are listening have these clients that are popping in their head that the ones that trust us probably the most, um, I feel like sometimes it's easy to, I don't want to use the word, take advantage of them, but the ones who just sit in our chair and they're like, oh yeah, just, you know, I'm happy to comfortable with them. Yeah. That's comfortable. You're not taking you just advantage get of it. It's just comfortable. It's easy. And it's, it's easy. Yes. And maybe, we, maybe we get a little too caught up in just the like ch- chatty conversation and mm-hmm. we forget why we're standing behind that chair and why they're sitting in our chair. And we have to remind ourselves of that. And I also think when you go to a good class, like pay money, go to a class, even if you have to travel, you not only should come back speaking differently to your clients, your whole aura, you should, I, do you find that? I feel like yes. I stand a little taller. I actually re- you dress record- a little better. Yeah, exactly. I, I you know? come back and I'm like, you know, maybe I have been wearing my Converse and 
cute little teas a little too often in the salon, you know, I'm going to dress it up today, dress it up today. Yes. With my blazer, dressy tennis shoes instead of my, (laughs) cause let's be real. I turned 40 this week, so I'm wearing tennis shoes no matter what. Wearing her platform tennis shoes though. Yes. Those are the dressy ones. So, um, so yeah, I really think we talk, what are the steps to get out of being a transactional hairstylist? And it's literally just going to a class. I think that's it. Just regaining your motivation, taking back the power, feeling inspired and coming back stronger. I think that's absolutely the step. I don't even know if we need more steps, like step. That's it. Just go to a class. Yeah. Go to a class. Talk to your clients. Yeah. And, you know, when you said, I don't really know what the opposite of a transactional stylist is. I couldn't think of a word, but what I came up with is is it's more about the conversation. I think it all kind of goes back to our consultation with our clients. Everybody can tell you how important a consultation is. We all know it, but really checking and checking and rechecking back in with your clients to make sure that their needs are met and they're happy. You know, I went through a time period a few years ago when I felt like I was gaining a bunch of new clients, but I wasn't retaining them. And my dad loves to like check in with me. Like, how's business going? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, dad, I, you know, I get a bunch of new clients, but for some reason I feel like I'm not retaining them. And he's like, well, so we did a deep dive into what that could be. And I came up with, it was all about the consultation where Mm -hmm. if I just got comfortable and did the same old and just kept doing what I do and not really shifting, I felt like people wouldn't, weren't sticking around as longer. So the the minute we go back to the root, our roots, go back to basics and have that really great detailed consultation where you're the expert, they are the client in your chair because they trust you. I think that's where the magic happens. Yes. And and I think that that's a great indicator. If you're like, am I transactional hairstyles? Look at your retention rates. Mm -hmm. If you're not Mm -hmm. retaining your new clients, especially your current, your existing clients, you're, you're being transactional. And I think that getting back to that consultation. I, when you have that new client in your chair, at least this is what I do every single time. I don't just be like, what's the job that needs done. And they just need highlights touched up. My brain actually goes to what can I do? That's different than every other hairstyles ever done to them. Mm-hmm. That's something they've never seen or heard of or gotten before. And, um, that's what keeps a loyal client and keeps those retention rates high. And is- how do I build a relationship with them throughout yes. that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to say this is a whole other topic for another time because um, a, a strong relationship with your client is not necessarily knowing everything about them and their family and their personal life. A strong relationship with a client as a hairstylist is making plans for their hair, the future of their hair, the health of their hair, how they maintain it, how they can style it. That is the relationship with a client. And then the bonus is getting to know each other personally and having that even deeper relationship. So that's what it means to have a good relationship with your clients as the professional not the friend, the not transactional hairstylist that we are non-transactional and we're not doing it anymore. So love it. I love this topic. I think we could talk for days on this, but I think the most important thing today is that we hit the fact that it is a thing that yeah. we've, 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 we've put that, well, Candy Shaw put that term to it and we kind of ran with it and just recognize, are you being transactional? And it could be yes in general, or am I transactional being transactional this week? And do I need to knock it off and go to a class? Did today's episode ignite something within you? If so, we would love it if you'd screenshot this episode and share it to your story. If you're not following us, be sure to head to the show notes and find our handles there so you can tag us. 